Good to see you in the final night of the week of prayer. And we're going to sing the hymn, Sweet Hour of Prayer. I trust that we've known something of the sweetness of prayer during the week. Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer that calls me from a world of care, bids me at my Father's throne, make all my wants and wishes known.
And as we said, we trust that we'll know something of the sweetness of such a time that we spend with the Lord, come to his presence. There's coming a day when we're going to say, farewell, farewell, sweet hour of prayer. We'll no longer meet like this, and we will rise to be with the Lord forevermore. Let's pray together, seek the Lord. Our Father, looking back over this week, we want to draw near to the throne of grace just now in thanksgiving for the week that we've had. For a real conscious sense of the Lord's help, his presence with us, despite the coldness of the weather and the snow that has undoubtedly hampered so much, yet, Lord, night by night, you've enabled us to, to be here and to pray together as we start this year as a church before the Lord seeking him. <coughs> we pray that we'll prove the sweetness of past nights that we've enjoyed with the Lord and with his people as we've prayed together and make this a sweet time of prayer. We thank you for your precious word and those little points that we'll be making each night, the burdens, the visions that we have for the incoming year. And we pray that we will realize these things, that they will become realities to us, that we'll see answer to the cry of our heart and the burdens that we carry. Lord, give us a vision, for without a vision the people perish. Open our eyes to see. We know that when Christ beheld the multitudes in his day, the word of God tells us that he was moved with compassion on them. He saw them as sheep having no shepherd. And Lord, as we behold the multitudes of our day, may it not be with an unfeeling heart or an unconcerned soul, but to be able to look through the eyes of Christ <coughs> and then to feel as he felt that compassion within. And so we pray for a renewed vision, a renewed burden. Bless us this evening as we dwell here together and pour out the Spirit of God upon us. In Jesus' name, amen. A final welcome to the week of prayer, <coughs> especially to those that have, uh, as they would say, braved the elements and got out as often as you could this week. We really appreciate your, your faithfulness. And you'll see at the back of the table there is the new prayer list for 2024. And we want all of God's people to receive one and to pray down the list as much as you can. <coughs> Tomorrow morning is the open air, 11 o'clock, right in the center of the town. And remember Greg as he brings the word tomorrow morning. It's the Youth Council training day tomorrow as well, and that's in Lisburn, and no summer intending to be there. And then all the meetings on the Sabbath, as we've mentioned all week, begins with the time of prayer, um, 8 o'clock in the morning, then our Sabbath school, Bible class, and worship service, gospel meeting at the usual times. Before we read the scriptures, we will sing again, 552, a life of overcoming, a life of ceaseless praise. Be this thy blessed portion throughout the coming days. The victory was purchased on Calvary's cross for thee. Sin shall not have dominion. The Son hath made thee free.
9. Let's open the Bible. Mark chapter 9. As you do so, Alejandro Bernabeo, it's lovely to see you. Uh, Saludos el nombre de Señor Jesucristo. Uh, it's good to have you tonight. We know you're over for a few days visiting grandmother, and we trust that you and the family will have a blessed time as you sojourn here in Northern Ireland again. Maybe you've forgotten all your English, having been in Spain for so long now, but I'm sure it'll come back to you, and come back with a Balamoni accent too. Amen. Let's read from verse 14 through to verse 29. And when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them, and the scribes questioning with them. And straightway all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed, and running to him, saluted him. And he asked the scribes, What question ye with them? And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth, and gnasheth with his teeth, and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. He answered him and saith, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, How long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, Of a child. And oft times it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus saith unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him, and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore, and came out of him. And he was as one dead, insomuch that many said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he was come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could we not we cast him out? And he said unto them, This kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. If you've been with us this week, we're asking the question, What do you want to see in God's work this year? What are your aspirations for the church here in Hebron, your vision for 2024, the burden of your heart. And you will know that I had five things in my mind for this week, and we've been dealing with, with them each night. The proclamation of the Savior. We want Christ to be preached in all his fullness. We preach Christ crucified. The regeneration of sinners as a result of preaching Christ. Men will be drawn as Christ is lifted. 
He's promised to draw men unto himself. So we want to see souls saved. And then we thought about on Wednesday night the rejuvenation of saints. And that really is revival. Want God to stir our hearts and set the church on fire. Last night we thought about the manifestation of the Spirit. Following on from the subject of Wednesday night, we need the gracious outpouring of the Spirit of God. My fifth thought tonight, and it's going to be brief, is the destruction of Satan. Now, Satan has a grip upon society, upon our loved ones, our friends, and our neighbors. The God of this world hath blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ should shine in unto them. He is the roaring lion who walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And that word devour means to destroy, to swallow up. He is the fowl of the air that Jesus described in the parable of the sower that sweeps down when the word of God is proclaimed and preached and seeks to take away that seed that has been sown into the hearts of men. He is the strong man. And we certainly want to see those that are in the strong man's house being set free from his grip. Furthermore, Satan has paralyzed the church. He has made inroads into the lives of some of God's people. He has caused weakness, fearfulness, lovelessness, and lukewarmness in the hearts of the Lord's people. Peter's text about the roaring lion, that that verse that I mentioned, is actually to do with the Lord's people. He walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And he wants to swallow you and I up. Paul tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And really the thought there is we wrestle not only against flesh and blood. We certainly do wrestle against this flesh of ours. But the real enemy is the devil. Because we wrestle against principalities, powers, the rulers of the darkness of this world, and spiritual wickedness in high places. Jesus told one of his most illustrious disciples, and we've mentioned his name already, Peter, Behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. I often think, did the devil know that he had some kind of inclination how Peter was going to be used by the Lord on the day of Pentecost and thereafter? I don't know. But he certainly desired to have Peter to ruin him, to mar him. And he almost did that in the denials. But thank God Peter recovered. Satan stood at the right hand of Joshua, the high priest, in Zechariah chapter 3 and verse 1. To do what? To resist him. And we've often seen that as the place of prayer. And what we've been doing this week as a congregation getting together to pray there's one at the right hand of the people of God and he's resisting us all the way every step of the way he's got the victory over some and he'll seek to get the victory over us now here in John or Mark chapter 9 Satan is trying to destroy the life of a young man he sought to do that as we read by casting him into the waters and into the fire no doubt to take his life away When Jesus comes down from the the Mount of Transfiguration, he is confronted by this crowd of people who come running to him. And one man in particular steps forward. 
He's got a burden in his heart. It's a burden for his son, whom the devil sought to destroy. And we can identify with that tonight, especially if you're a parent here or a grandparent. We can identify when Satan comes to destroy our family members, to take them out into eternity if he can, before they could ever get to Christ. We understand something of this man's burden and concern of heart, what the devil was trying to do to his child. And sadly, we discover that the disciples could not, they could not do anything. For the man had brought his child to the disciples and they were powerless. But Jesus could do something. And the boy is brought to Christ and Jesus delivers him. That's the victory of the story here. Jesus came, we know, to destroy the works of the devil. We're told that by John in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 8. The disciples overcame the devil, the dragon, by the blood of the Lamb. And Jesus himself, when he was tempted, he overcame Satan by the power and the authority of God's word. You remember each time when Christ was tempted, he said, it is written. And he used the word of God, the mighty, powerful word of God, to defeat the devil every time. The devil can be defeated. And that's really just the thought I'm leaving with you tonight. Satan to Jesus must bow. And we want to pray to that end. As we come before the Lord in a few minutes' time, this is the thought. We want to pray that this year, in the service of Christ, when we think of all that the devil is trying to do as the God of this world, as the roaring lion, as the file of the air, taking away the word of God, destroying lives if he can, like this young man's life, we want to pray for his defeat. So make it your petition tonight and in the coming days, right through this year. These are the five things that have been in my heart and I trust that they'll be in yours too for Jesus' sake. Now there's one hymn that is actually based on this passage of scripture, verse 23, where Jesus says to the man, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And it's 619, and we're going to sing it together as we come to the place of prayer. All things are possible to him that can in Jesus' name believe. Lord, I no more thy name blaspheme. Thy truth I lovingly receive. I can, I do believe in thee. All things are possible to me.
set these few people before you uh, each night this week that you might remember them in prayer and we also want to remember Irwin and Stephen, Irwin's here tonight with us they're travelling tomorrow uh, to Kenya where they'll spend a week uh, with Vision for Kids so pray for them in the journey and all that they seek to do under God remember our motto text uh, keeping with the hymn we've just sung together from Luke chapter 1 verse 37 for with God nothing shall be impossible there are those who have joined us each night on the internet and we're so glad to have you even for the short time this week uh, we trust as you um, leave us now because we come to our time of prayer that you will be blessed indeed so we say good night to you and the Lord bless you and thank you for being part of the service this evening